Hello and welcome to Injury Time with me Sandeep Menon. This episode was recorded some time ago and we have Jamshedpur FC coach Owen Coyle with us. In this exclusive chat, we touched on the new season, installing a winning mentality in Jamshedpur, how he turned Chennai FC season around last time, working with the Indian players and stories of his Bolton days and that of Gary Cahill as well. So without further ado, check them out. First of all, Owen, thank you so much for uh, giving the interview. So just wanted to ask you about, about uh, what does it feel uh, now now that you are manager of Jamshedpur? What was the discussions and what was the you know the point where you decided okay, fine, this is the club that I want to be at? Yeah, no, I think it's a it's a great question. I think obviously I've mentioned, but I was really struck on my first visit because Jamshedpur was my first game, and looking at the stadium, the surface. The training ground, the infrastructure, you know, I thought, you know, this this is fantastic. You know, having been at, you know, some some uh, big clubs and seen all the facilities, and I was really impressed straight away in coming to Jamshedpur. So then, when I sat and uh, had a had a chat with uh, with Muko, when we had a really good chat with Muko, and they outlined their vision for the club uh, with the chairman Prashant, everybody who works at the club, how they want to move forward. I thought it ties into everything you know I want to do because. It's not about just having a quick fix. I mean, Jamshedpur is a wonderful club, but they haven't reached the playoffs yet or a chance to be champions. So, as a coach, that's exciting to 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 come in and try and put that in place. So, of course, you don't click your fingers. It takes a lot of things to come together, but it's such an exciting challenge. And as I say, particularly with young players, that the the club through the academy and the area and, and the passion, the fans, and everybody has in the in the, in the state for football. It's a great opportunity to come to a wonderful club. So all that, all that played a part in in, in uh, coming on board and, and being really excited at the challenge to, uh, you know, to get Jamshedpur fighting for for, for honours and trophies. So like you said, uh, it, do you feel like this is a long term project because you have a lot of youngsters like Amarjeet and all of the others in the team and TFA Academy also right there. So do you feel like this is a long term project rather than a one or two quick fix, one or two year fix? Yeah, well, that, well that, that's, certainly my, that's certainly how I'm looking at it because I explained that, that, you know, as I say, you don't come in, as you know, you, when you're a football man, you understand the game. You don't just click your fingers and everything falls into place. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take repetition. It's going to take a number of things that we, we look to implement because what you want to do as a head coach, you, know, you want to have, have longevity. You want to make sure that the success is sustained. It's not just, as I say, a quick fix and then you're back to square one. You want to put a plan in place that serves the football club well for years to come, and and so that will be important that we look to implement that and, uh, and and give ourselves a real chance as a club of being successful for many many years to come. So last year we saw uh, Owen Coyle come in to his magic and take one team that was struggling all the way to the you know the final of the tournament, and we've seen in Bolton in Burnley when you had players like Will Share and Sturridge coming through, you gave them that chance. So. Is that the side of Owen Coyle that we are going to see this year? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited. You you mentioned the the young players that we have, and equally, you know, some some decent uh, experienced players at the club as well. But to give young players an opportunity as as a coach, because before you're a head coach, you're a coach, and you want to when you coach, you want to help and 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 those young players on their journey and helping them. If you think you've played a small part in their development, it's a fantastic achievement as a coach. So, of course, you're right. We have wonderful young talents and there'll be more coming on the back of them. I want to, I want people to look at Jim Shedpool and think, you know, that's a team that play exciting young players. If they're good enough, regardless of age, they play in the team. 
So that'll be an important part. And obviously with the with the players that we, the new signings that we look to make, we look to try and sign exciting players uh, within our uh, within our budget and everything else. But players that can play with a smile on their face, can be entertaining, can be attacking, and and get people excited for watching Jim Shepard. I think that's that's really important. You want, of course, everybody wants to win in football, absolutely. But of course, we want to be entertaining while we're doing it. So it's finding the balance of doing that, and I think that's achievable. Like you said, whenever we look at Jamshedpur, uh, there's been a lot of start-stop in terms of the club uh, moving managers and things like that. So when you come into this thing, what do you think is the first thing for you to fix? Is it the attitude towards how you're going to play for going forward, or is it the the mentality to be one of the best teams, that kind of a thing? Because last yeah, year they had a great start, then went down because yeah, of an injury. No, yeah, well, the, yeah, I think you're right. I think you know, uh, given the experience the club's had in the years. Uh, missing out uh, on on playoffs, etc. Of course, everybody's hungry to to achieve that that aim of of fighting to be champions. And uh, but I think there's a number of things. It's not just one single thing, but there's a number of things that that have to be put in place for that to happen. And one is to, one is to build an environment that everybody feels a part of. Because you know our strength will be as a group. It won't be on individuals. It will be as a group pulling together in the same direction and everybody wanting the same thing. And to achieve that, it takes hard work. It takes repetition. It takes being on the training ground. It takes, you know, uh, taking on board, you know, instruction and understanding what your part is in your role. And the other thing I mentioned as well, you know, the the the, the man that plays two games is as important as the man that plays twenty games. So we have to understand that we're all in this together. We've all got our jobs to do and our roles to play. But we want to build an environment that everybody feels, yeah, I really enjoy this. It's a it's a great place to come every day. I'm happy. It's a wonderful club. And, uh, and we want to do, everybody wants to do the best by them. So, again, there's not just one single thing. What I would mention, though, and I think it's an important one that you mentioned, particularly with this year, you know, and the other thing in football is, you're right when you mention mentality, to have a winning mentality. Because when you're, you know, when when you're losing games, then that, you know, it's difficult to get out of that. You know, momentum's huge in football. And, of course, that winning mentality, you know, that, that helps you to achieve that, that you feel, yeah, I'm a winner. And so it's building that, it's fostering that. It's 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 building a lot of things and putting the right uh, building blocks in place, should I suggest. And that's what we have to do. We have to make sure that we put the right steps in place so that together we can go and achieve something. In terms of coming into a new club also, I mean, I don't think you could have possibly picked a worse time with what is happening in the world, not being probably able to play in front of your home fans, travelling is not there and all that kind of thing. So. How has that hampered uh, your preparation so far, even in terms of getting new signings in? Yeah, well, of course. Listen, there's no doubt that you know the one thing any head coach, any body at club loves is playing in front of your own fans, particularly when we have such a magnificent stadium. And I've got to say, the surface surface is as good as anywhere I've seen. It was my first game, and you know I thought to myself, "Wow, this is this is an incredible playing surface. It was beautiful." So of course that that's that we, we would all love that to, to to be able to happen. As it is, you're right. It's a it's a very unique situation, isn't it? So it's something that we just have to deal with and go on with. And uh, so the sooner we're able to get back to to Jamshedpur and play in front of everybody and see the, the how passionate and how vocal and colourful they are supporting the team, that will be a wonderful occasion. But in the meantime, in the meantime, of course, we have to prepare for uh, you know for the league. And, and whatever you know, format it takes, that if we're all there together and, and the bubble is such, then we make sure that, that our preparation, you know, we cover, we, we make sure all the small detail is covered and, 
and we prepare as best we can for that. And in terms of, of course, signing players, then, you know, we're still with, as we're thinking about our business, looking to secure good players. And, uh, and I think we'll be able to achieve that, that we look to bring exciting players, both domestic players and uh, foreign players to the club, so that we get the right balance to build a winning team. So in terms of um, Indian players that you've seen at your disposal, that you have at your disposal, who was the one or two couple of players who stand out to you as someone who you're really interested in uh, helping them, grooming them? Well, I, I think obviously, you know, I, I speak with Igor a lot as well. And obviously Igor's a big, you know, uh, when he looks, he loves, similar to myself, obviously he's keen to develop the, the Indian players because that will help the national team. And I totally agree with him on it. But when you obviously Narendra's going to play Amarjit there, Anarchy. So those, you know, those boys are, are going to get a, an opportunity because if you think back, and they, I would hope that they speak to, to their friends at, at Shanayan as well that, that's worked with me. And they'll know they'll get an opportunity. If they're good enough, they'll play and they'll continue to develop. So I'm excited to work with, with those players. But equally, you know, there's other good players within the squad. And the great thing is that it will be judged on merit. It won't be judged on, you know, if you're an Indian player or you're a foreign player, it's whoever's good enough will take that position. It's as simple as that. So it's difficult to talk about your time in India without bringing the last season that you had in Chennai. And one yes. of the great things that you did there was the the level of Indian players' performance went up. Edwin Sydney could be a perfect example when you moved his position and things of that nature. So uh, what is it uh, that you find in Indian players that you do feel like they're quite easily malleable and you know, able to get a better performance out of them? No, it's, it's a brilliant question. What I, what I find, the biggest characteristic, which I loved in Indian players, is that all those boys, all those boys want to improve. They want to get better. They're hungry. They're hungry to be to be the best players they can be. And I love that. I mean, they were, uh, I mean, they're so humble, the lads. They work hard. Uh, they're physically, they're in a good shape anyway. They look after themselves. And, and hopefully the little bits we can impart to make them, you know, better players and, 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 and good men and everything else. But, listen, I absolutely loved every second of working with them because, as I say, the biggest characteristic is you have to have desire and they have it in abundance. They have real desire to improve as footballers and and I love that. I love the hunger they have to uh, to, to achieve that goal. So, and how difficult you spoke about mentality earlier. So, how difficult was it to change the mentality of that team? which was losing in, at the bottom of the table. And what motivated you to take the step to come to India, which is like so far removed from what you're used to? Yeah, I mean, I, I had uh, numerous conversations about Indian clubs before. I've been offered the job before. So I always have vested interest in friends and colleagues who've worked in the league for many years. So I, I was aware of the of the ISL and how each year it was getting better and improving. And then obviously when the uh, when John was, uh, you know, Shanae and decided that themselves and John or whatever way they were parting ways, then obviously when Amoy came on, I've got to say Amoy has a fantastic eye for a player, a great judge of football, and you know he's uh, very impressive in, uh, in, in his work as Amoy. And he was on, and, and he said, "Well, have a look at the game, see what you think." So I watched, and you know I thought, "You're right, Shannon is such a slow start. They'd already they'd already played four of the six games at home. They hadn't won they hadn't won away from home in a year and a half, or a little bit more than that. So of course it was going to be a huge challenge." But I did look and think they had one or two good players. I did think that there was one or two things we could we could help them uh, to improve and win games. And that was a big attraction from, from, from coming in and doing that. And 
when you watch players, like we all do this, you think, oh, he's a good player and a good player. But until you work with players on a daily basis, that's when you get to know, you know, their qualities and how good they can be. And uh, and having got to work with them, you know, I, I seen there was there was potential, and uh, if we could guide them in the right way, there was potential for them to to improve further. And if you think, you know, obviously Jerry wasn't even in the team when I came. Jerry was out of the team, and uh, Jerry came in and he was outstanding. Young Dinleana wasn't even in the team, and there was a number of things. You know, German wasn't in the team, who went on to excel and was outstanding with Tampa, and then. When German was suspended, as you mentioned Edwin Sidney. And Edwin, listen, he's a, such a nice young man. Uh, and he came in and you, he excelled in there as well. Shongte, I mean, Shongte hadn't scored a goal, I don't think, until we we came on board, but he threatened. So there was little bits that when you get to work with players collectively, but even individually, go and do some individual stuff with them. And again, the mentality from where they were, when I came in, I looked, I thought, you know, we can win games. So it's... It's letting the players know that you have the belief, the trust in them, which we did, and and then, you know, they start to feel, yeah, we are, we can win games, and and that's what we're on to do. So there's a number of things that call uh, that all come together. There's not any one specific thing that helps you to be successful in football. There's a number of things that you have to bring together. So so far, what has been your biggest learning from India? Well, that's a very well. Last, I think last year the. Obviously, travel, and I was fortunate because of my experience in MLS in America. Uh, certainly, the travel for the away games could be a challenge. Now, that'll be different this year because of, if we're all in the one area. But certainly, that was obviously that's always a learning experience, coping with you know traveling your flights and, and making sure that players are fresh for the matches. And you know, as I said, you know, Chennai in particular had a, a terrible uh, away record; they hadn't won for so long away from home, and that was something that we, that we had to address. So. Uh, so that was obviously a, a, a huge thing as well. But, you know, I was immediately struck by the, the warmth, the warmth of the people. And that was really, you know, such a welcome. Some, you know, some fantastic people at all, at all the clubs. And uh, and that, that makes the transition easier when you're coming into a new country, when you have that warmth and uh, and, and really good people, which which I found in uh, in all our travels there. So, yeah, that was, that was a really, really nice thing. And you just mentioned travelling. So... All your experiences in uh, England and Scotland and things of that nature. When you come to India, do you feel the hardest thing is to travel because the distance that you have to cover, go to some place like Guwahati where it's very difficult to fly in and all those kind of things. Even Jamshedpur for that matter. So do you feel that is a challenge that a lot of people don't talk about? Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. In, in England and Scotland, I mean, if I, if I, I mean, if I have a, as you know, a, a derby game, it could be within a few miles of each other. You know, because everything's mm. in, in very close proximity. But obviously, India, because it's such a, a huge country, there is, you know, in terms of the, the ISL, a bit of travelling. So, of course, maybe you leave two days before the game. So that's that all comes down to preparation. And as I say, if you're not used to that, I was fortunate from my experience in America. But if you're not used to that, that could be something that takes, you know, takes a lot of getting used to and understanding, you know, how to get the best of your team. So, uh, of course, that, 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 that certainly plays a part and all your planning and preparation, everything goes with it. But uh, yeah, but listen, uh, it was a wonderful experience, wonderful challenge, and I'm looking forward now to the to the to the new season when we're able to get it up and running. So just a couple more small tidbit questions uh, from your time in England. Who would you say is the best player that you've coached? The the best player I've coached. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a good question because I've had some some really good players, as you know. Uh, you know, you mentioned obviously Jack Walsh and Daniel Surridge who. You know, they just get better. Had they not, I've got to say, had they not picked up little injuries, 
at different times in their career. Both both would be world class players. Which I mean, they're still top top international players. But these two boys would be world class. They were sensational. I have to say, I mean, Gary Cahill, who played for me at Bolton, went on to win the Champions League with with Chelsea and Premier League and everything else. Gary Cahill was outstanding. You know, as I said, to half he'd, he'd the feet of a of a centre forward. He could play the number nine. His feet were so quick, and uh, and he was an outstanding man. I mean, he that was that was. A, I mean, if I tell you a story about Gary Cahill, so Gary Cahill was going to be out of contract this summer, and Bolton felt that they, they had to sell him to kind of cash in and get some money, otherwise they'd lose out. Now, my recommendation was that we kept him for those six months. But anyway, the the owner decided that he was selling him, so he was agreed to go to Chelsea, and it was agreed on the Monday night. And I phoned, I phoned Gary on the Monday night. I said, Gary, that's everything agreed. Uh, I wish you nothing but the very best. You've been a constant professional. You're an outstanding man, as well as a fantastic footballer. And I wish you all the very best. He said, no, 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 coach. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow night. So the following night, the Tuesday night, we were playing Everton at Goodison. And I said, no, no, Gary, but that's everything agreed. He says, no, no, Gaffer. I'll be there tomorrow night to play for you and the boys. They're my teammates. I'll play the game. And after the game, I will then uh, go to Chelsea. Now, anybody else, or a lot of people, percentage in world football, as soon as that was agreed to go to Chelsea, they'd be going to Chelsea. But he, he was a man that was so, such a team player, still wanted to help his teammates. And we went to we went to Everton, the Goodison. I don't know, you might remember the game, you might not. But it was actually the game that Tim Howard, the Everton goalkeeper, scored. He kicked the ball from his own box and it was a terrible wind. And the ball, oh, yeah. the ball spun over the head of Adam Bogdan, our goalkeeper, and went into the net. So it was 1-0 to Everton, but then David and Gorg equalised for us, and then whatever it was, five or ten minutes from the end, actually Gary Cahill popped up and scored the winner. We beat Everton 2-1 at Goodison. And I just, that in terms of, you know, as a fantastic player, but also as an outstanding man with Gary Cahill, I think it's such an important story, because, you know, sometimes people look at footballers and think, oh, they're, they're all about themselves. Here was a man that was going on, as I said, to win the Champions League, Premier League titles at Chelsea. But all he was thinking about was his teammates, and I just think, I just think that that he would certainly be, in terms of as a footballer and as a man, certainly something that you would love to have in your team every day of the week. So I, I'm actually a Chelsea fan. So for him, I think right? he's yeah. So for him to come here, win the Champions League, uh, and do everything that he achieved, I, I think he got the bad end of the stick the way he had to leave the club. He, he uh, did at the end because I, I mean I still speak to him, and he absolutely loved Chelsea. And he would never, he would never say anything negative about Chelsea because he loves Chelsea. But he, I think he could still have played for a while. But it, that's just opinions. Everybody has has different opinions. But for me, he would have still played in the Chelsea team. He's just an outstanding man. He really is. Yeah, but the and, way he played this season, I think Lampard would have loved to have him. Yeah, but you look. I mean, you look, you're right. Look what he did for, for Crystal Palace. How, how well he's done. So yeah, but uh, that's football. But there you go. I didn't even know you're a Chelsea fan. So it just shows you, doesn't it? It was meant to yeah. be. Yeah, I know. Because I had uh, I wanted to ask you about a couple of players and one of them was obviously Gary Cahill. The other one was Sturridge and Wilshere, which again you touched on. Unfortunately, yeah, well, injuries and things. Listen, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Daniel was, was sensational. And uh, uh, when he came to, obviously, I got him alone at Bolton. He came to me, he was a top-scoring uh, British striker from, from the January when I got him till the summer. And that was obviously, and, and Bolton, not a, not a glamorous Premier League team. Then obviously back to Chelsea did very well. You look him at Liverpool, and had they not picked him, I mean him and Suarez, I mean they were unbelievable. And Daniel was at the same level as Suarez for that for that period. There's no doubt him and Suarez were sensational together. And uh, you know, but he picked up those niggly injuries, and that 
that kind of you know stopped him a little bit. He's still you know an outstanding player, but for those he would have been world class. And again, uh, brilliant for me, great man. Never, I mean, I was lucky with him and Jack Walsh. They never, the two of them never missed one day's training. They were available for every training practice and every game. And uh, and I love working with them. Great, great lads. And this is the last one. This is a personal uh, opinion of mine because I used to like your team with Bjorn Elmander and Kevin Davis and all yes. these people. Yeah. Very strong. Kevin Davis was a terror when I watched him. I was always scared. <laughs> the defender will get killed. <laughs> but is that the kind of football that we are going to uh, see? Is that something that you want to try at Jamshedpur? Maybe at not the same level, but like people like Holden and you had uh, all these kind of players. So yeah, is that something I mean, that you were? Want to inculcate in Jamshedpur? Yeah, I, I want to be. Yeah, I, well, we're, we're always you know you want to be make sure that you're you're strong at the back and you're resolute, but we want to be entertaining. And my teams always have been. They've always played. You mentioned Sturridge and Walsh, you know Stuart Holden. The energy that Stuart Holden brought. I mean, I love boys with energy that get about, but I want them to express themselves. You know, you mentioned your know, Johan Elmander and Ivan Klasnich. You know, wonderful strikers. Kevin Davis. Kevin was. Was you know Kevin was, was a great leader and a captain, uh, and had been at the club for, for many years. But those boys poured their heart and their soul into into the game. But we want to be entertaining, want to be expressive. We want players, you know, we want the, our attacking players to be really positive. We want our wide players, you know, Chung Young Lee boys like that. I had to go and take people on and, and be exciting and get fans excited. So we want to play an exciting but a really enjoyable brand of football with passing, moving, and uh, and and that's what we look to do. I think Johan Elmander has one of the most underrated goals ever. That he turned between two, three defenders with his feet. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, I think he, one of the goals he scored at Wolves in the Premier League one day. I think he won the goal in a month. But it was such an outstanding, yeah. an outstanding goal. Yeah, but yeah, that's the type of goal we love, and I want to have an entertaining team that can provide that can provide moments like that for the fans to enjoy and have a smile on their face. I mean, if, if we have to go by what we saw last year, I am very excited to see Jamshedpur. That's what we'll look to do. That's the kind of football we'll look to play. Hopefully, I can meet you and we can chat at a... That, listen, that, 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 that'd, be, that'd be brilliant. It'd be really nice to meet you personally. Absolutely. Thank you so much. No, Thank it's you an so absolute much pleasure. That was our interview with Owen Coyle. For more such interviews and talks on Indian football, follow us at Injury Time IND on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow me at Sandy Noonam as well. We will be back with more episodes of interviews, discussions on the matches, and much more as the season progresses. Till next episode, stay safe and enjoy the game.